Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? All right, so I'm thinking about joining this VIP lounge at Disneyland. You know, the one we were talking about, Club <laughs> Club 33, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sits right above the Pirates of the Caribbean, right there in New Orleans Square. You get access to all sorts of memorabilia, all the perks. And I was actually just reading the other day that there's a chance you might run into some of the other rumored members like Tom Hanks and Elton John. Yeah, but isn't there like a like a decade long waiting list for it? Supposedly, but come on, don't don't be a downer <laughs> on this. And 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 I'm gonna need to borrow twenty five thousand dollars if you don't mind. But we we can talk about that after the show. But you know, over the years we've heard some pretty crazy facts like this, and some of the other secrets of Disneyland and other Disney parks. You know, things like the secret basketball court at the top of the Matterhorn mm-hmm. ride, or Walt Disney's hidden apartment above the fire station in Disneyland, which actually is still there, by the way. So we thought it'd be fun to share nine of our favorite facts about Disney and its parks. So let's get started. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hatikader. And on the other side of the soundproof glass, wearing his Save Mr. Toad t-shirt, is our friend and producer Tristan McNeil. I like that one. I think that's my favorite shirt he's worn so far. <laughs> and we've got a special guest with us in studio today, Mango, right? Yeah, that's right. So we, we've got the managing editor of the brilliant HowStuffWorks.com, Allison Loudermilk. Welcome, Allison. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, we're going to dive right in. So we've got nine facts that we might not have known about Disney. So let's get started. As our guest, we're going to let you go first. Allison, what you got? I am delighted to go first. So as you were just talking about, Will, there is that private apartment that Walt and Lillian used to have in Disneyland. And one really cool thing that I loved about it, it kind of gave me the warm fuzzies, was that 
Walt would be on the Disneyland premises quite a bit, and he it was kind of like a small little spot, 500 mm-hmm. square feet, decorated. Oh, small. Yeah, yeah, quite small. Decorated in the Victorian era, um, filled with, you know, some fun stuff for Walt and Lillian to pass the time. Mango, are you paying attention? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard it was a small apartment. <laughs> in this very small apartment, there was a special thing that I think you would like. Do you know what it was? What's that? A grilled cheese maker. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Wow. Pretty cool, huh? So one of the cool facts about this apartment was... Oh, I thought that was your fact, that there was a grilled cheese maker. That's awesome, though. No, that wasn't my fact. There's a better one. So one of the cool things, and I think you guys are going to like this, kind of gives you the warm fuzzies, it gives me the warm fuzzies, was that Walt always had the light burning on his apartment. And when after he passed in 1966, Disneyland decided to keep that light burning on for him. So if you ever enter the park and you uh, go by the Main Street Firehouse, and you look up on the second floor, you'll see the light burning. And so it's kind of a reminder that Walt Disney is still alive in all of us. Oh, wow. So it stays on 24-7. It does. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. That's really awesome. All right, good good first fact. Mango, what you got? So uh, this is one of the strangest things that's happened at the happiest place on Earth, and it's that the Beatles officially broke up there. What? And so this is way back in December of 1974, but that's when John Lennon actually signed the papers that officially dissolved the band. And there's a photo of him like signing the papers, and in the background you see the uh, the Polynesian Village Hotel. Isn't that wow, crazy? Wow, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. I had no idea about that. <laughs> is that where they fired Eddie Murphy when it was the Clarences before? I don't know if you remember that sketch from SNL. <laughs> that's pretty interesting too. All right, well I've got one. I'm gonna start. Um, let's see which one I want to start with. Since you talked about uh, them, you know, officially breaking up or almost officially breaking up there, I will start with a different kind of contract. And that was one that almost happened. That is Disney almost opened a park in St. Louis. So in the uh, 60s, Walt himself was personally involved in coming up with the plans for a Midwestern park. It was going to have a theme around old St. Louis and rides around the Mississippi River and the Hmm. Old West. Animatronics of Thomas Jefferson and Napoleon would have talked about the Louisiana Purchase. So all these plans were in order. It looked like they were going to move forward. And then Walt looked around and realized that he could buy a ton of swamp land in Florida <laughs> for a whole lot less money. And so they decided to go for that. And so in 1965, they announced that they were no longer going to be moving forward with this. But we almost had a park in uh, in St. Louis. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Allison, your second fact. Okay, so when the lights go down and all the guests are clearing out of Disneyland, there's a whole nother sort of life that comes on as night closes in. And uh, so there's, of course, a hardworking night crew that does things like repair and repaint and do all the things that guests have weirdly done during the day. But there's also a whole lot of cats. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's terrifying. Let's start prowling Disneyland. And the thing is, is um, the Disney folks are okay with this. Why are they okay with this, do you guys think? Uh, oh, you know what? Is it? Does it have anything to do with rodents? Vermin. Oh, nice. Absolutely. So they have about 100 cats. Uh, currently, like, roaming the grounds, and they take care of them, too. Um, they've spayed and neutered the cats. They have permanent feeding stations installed in two of the parks, and uh, they generally provide, like, routine veterinary care, like vaccinations and things like that, maybe a little flea treatment just yeah. to make sure they're not transmitting those pesky fleas. Well, that, I mean, that, that makes sense. You want to get rid of the smaller mice so that you can uh, concentrate on the bigger ones. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the interesting thing is they've taken a little flack about it over the years, too, because cat lovers have different feelings about trap and release programs and spaying, neutering, all that stuff. So some people want to see the cats have a permanent home, while some people are totally okay with uh, what 
Disney has going on now. So these are just feral cats that are just around and kind of in hiding during the day and then they come out at night? Yeah, although they're not totally in hiding. You can spot them and people do spot them and cat lovers do. And so there's a whole thing online, as you might guess, and it's called at uh, Disneyland Cats. You can find him on Instagram. There's one particularly photogenic fellow, and his name is Francisco. He has his own <laughs> hashtag, Francisco Fridays. He's lovely. I caught a photo of him, and he is bathed in a sunbeam, and it looks like he's pondering life. He's got, like, this coat of brown and orange, and uh, that just, like, his coat is aglow. It's lovely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> looks like a lovely Disney cat. Well, despite the fact that I'm pretty scared of cats, I, that is sweet. And finally, a reason to go to Disney, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> to see the cats. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Well, Mango, what do you have next? So uh, this is a story I never would have found without the wonderful Stacey Conrad. But she told me this crazy fact about how Walt Disney actually kidnapped Richard Nixon. What? So this is when uh, Nixon was VP. And uh, apparently in 1959, Nixon visited Disneyland to dedicate the whole uh, new monorail system Walt had built. And when he and Walt took off, the Secret Service was caught off guard. And they were just standing out on the platform outside. So they they weren't inside the train. But here's the funny part. So they, like, raced around. The Secret Service is all worried. And then as the train starts pulling into the platform, the Secret Service starts, like, chasing to to catch up with the train. And then Disney takes off again. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, as the train was slowing, like, Nixon's daughters were so excited that they started yelling again, again. So, you know, Disney, Disney, of course, appeased them. Wanted to keep them them happy. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty great. But what's the weirdest part about this is that the monorail had only been tested one time to that point. So Imagineers were actually worried that it might break down or, or even catch on fire with Nixon and his family on board. Oh, wow. You know what's even more weird than that? What's that? I also have a, a Nixon-related Disney fact. So no way. Of our nine facts, two of them are related to Nixon. And mine is a little bit different, a little bit uh, less fun, and that is the fact that he delivered his I Am Not a Crook speech from the ballroom of Disney's Contemporary Resort Hotel. Did you have, did you know this? No. I, I never knew this until we were digging stuff into this. So in 1973, he's buried in the Watergate scandal. Well, there's a gathering of the Associated Press managing editors there, and it's, it's some sort of conference, and he decided to take this opportunity to go speak to them. Mm-hmm. And he sits down for a one-on-one interview, and that's where he delivers that famous quote of, I am not a crook. That's so crazy. So yeah. the Beatles and Nixon. Yeah, I know. It's, there's some big history that happened there. <laughs> All right, so it's our last fact of the day. Allison, you got one more for us? I sure do, and this is a good one. Okay, so in 1946, Disney gets together with Kotex, or rather Kimberly Clark, who, as we all know, is the uh, big multinational corporation, and they make a lot of consumer products. And Kotex, in particular, is a maker of uh, women's hygiene products, like, you know, things like liners and pads and tampons and stuff like that. Yep. So they get together and they're like, yeah, let's let's do this thing. Let's t- let's tell young women uh, the story of menstruation. And so I watched the film a bunch of times on YouTube. There is this <laughs> a bunch of times. I did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, there's this lovely um, lilting narration throughout. Very practical too. a lot of common sense. Uh, she is uncredited, which bummed me out because I wanted to find out who she was. Um, and so she takes you through the whole she takes young females through the whole story of uh, menstruation. And uh, there's. I found it to be a good refresher course, yeah. honestly. Was this distributed somewhere or like shown oh, gosh, in theaters before shown, movies or wh- where was this? It was shown to uh, millions of uh, kids in health education classes. Oh, okay. Oh, very interesting. It's pretty wide ranging too. Once you get through the actual mechanics of menstruation, there's a lot of advice that comes with it. 
And they do a little myth busting, which I particularly dug. Yeah. Um, as far as exercise, it's good for you. Yep. Um, do in fact shower when you're going through menstruation. That's a good thing as well. Um, and some other stuff. I, I just got a kick out of it. Well, that is super interesting. Okay. I know it's crazy that, uh, Disney was in the sponsored content game that yeah, far back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Mango, you got one more. Yeah, so mine is strangely an underwear-related fact. And uh, so this is a headline I found from 2001, and it caught my attention. It was in the L.A. Times, and it reads, quote, New contract gives Disney workers clean underwear. And so, what? <laughs> what? Say it again? So apparently, thanks to their uh, Teamsters union, Disney employees negotiated a new contract where they received individual underwear, and they no longer had to wear the communal underwear that had been supplied. Wow. So basically, this is how it worked. Like, you'd get your Goofy or Minnie Mouse costume, and right. then uh, you wear it for the day, and then you turn it back into Disney services for laundering. But something wasn't working because enough people got lice and scabies that oh. they had to change the rules. And now employees not only get their own underwear, they also get to wash them themselves. How sweet. <laughs> oh, lovely. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that's kind of a scary fact, but I decided to also end with a, a bit of a spooky fact as we're getting closer to Halloween here. And this one has to do with the um, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So according to Jason Searle, who's the author of a book called Pirates of the Caribbean, From the Magic Kingdom to the Movies, they apparently used to use real skeletons in this ride when you would go through it because they were worried that like fake skeletons or fake bones wouldn't look real enough. So they worked with UCLA <laughs> Medical Center. discerning kids. <laughs> I know, yeah, like that's not a real skeleton. Everything else here looks super real, but not those skeleton bones. And so they worked with UCLA Medical Center in order to get real bones. And this was this was the case for a little while until they decided that maybe this was a little bit insensitive to be using these actual bones from real dead people. And so they decided to return the bones. But apparently there's a lone skull and crossbones looming in the headboard in that scene where a long dead pirate is sitting in a bed. I think he's clutching a magnifying glass. So that's the word. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they say, that that's the lone skeleton, real skeleton still in there. I love the idea that, you know, like some people donate their bodies to science. If you could just tick the box that donates your bodies to like Disney, how great that would be. I would totally do that. I mean, give your organs to better causes, right? But when it comes to the bones, like, sure, that'd be awesome. You'd be forever remembered as part of a ride. So I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys been to Disney World? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Disney World. I've never actually been to Disneyland. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But Mr. Tristan over here is passionate with his save, Mr. Toad. I hope it happens one day, Tristan. Good luck with that. (laughs) All right, Mango, so those are our facts. Uh, What do you think? we got to give out a trophy today. Well, I mean, I, I I feel like you presented some good facts and I had some good facts, but I really love the uh, the feral cat story along with the, you know, the menstruation story and the lamp one. So I feel like Allison really deserves it. All right, congratulations, your first visit here, and you get the trophy. Oh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you couldn't quite figure out what you were, but thrilled is what you decided on. So Quite thrilled. That's terrific. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. If 
a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.